Hi guys, Candace here. So glad to get to spend a little bit of time with you today on The Good Day. Here, we'll focus on finding grace in our ordinary days. We'll learn good days don't just happen. And even more, a good life doesn't just happen. There's a choice involved. Join me as we learn how to develop the discipline and cultivate a heart that seeks strength, joy, and peace and finds rest in the good day, one day at a time. This week, we're talking about like father, like son. Quick recap from last week. Soon, the people want a king because everyone else has a king. Saul becomes the strong warrior king, but he disobeys God's instruction and God regrets making him king. So God uses an unlikely person. He likes to do this, named David, to be king. He is far from perfect and makes great big mistakes, but always returns to God. He is described as a man after God's own heart. David becomes king, and he and Bathsheba have a son named Solomon. But before we get to Solomon's reign, let's take a moment to breathe a sigh of relief. (sighs) One of the most comforting things about reading the Bible is seeing how we're all messed up people trying to figure it out. Even King David's family fits this description. David has another son named Absalom who tries to steal the throne. We see David running and hiding in caves. His own son is trying to kill him. I'm telling you, pop some popcorn next time you open the Bible. It's more dramatic than daytime television. Then we see more drama. David performs a census of Israel and God is not happy about it. So much so, he sends a plague to the land, and David buys land to build a temple for God to stop the plague. David creates the plan for the temple, but he is not the one called to build it. And that's where we're starting today. Got your hard hat and your hammer? Good. Time's a-wasting. Like father, like son. Both David and Solomon began their reign with a deep desire to honor God. In a dream, the Lord tells Solomon to ask for anything, anything, and it would be given to him. Okay, if this was you and me, if tonight God were to ask us anything we wanted, what would you ask for? I really want to hope I'd have the humility and perspective of Solomon, but often I'm so nearsighted and want less worthy things to comfort me. Just me. Alrighty then. (laughs) Like we were saying, Solomon has great humility and perspective and asks God for wisdom and discernment. God grants it lavishly upon Solomon. All the people would sing, What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty wise man all throughout the town. Okay, maybe not, but I bet they were thinking it. They came to Solomon for deep questions about the meaning of life. He shares some of these thoughts with us in Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. Not only this, but he is focused with the task his father left him, and he builds the temple. Oh, the splendor. Oh, the detail. It's magnificent. Then, just as we saw with his father, Solomon experienced a downfall. You may remember the first 10 chapters of 2 Samuel are all, Go, David! And then chapter 11 is, Whoa, David! Well, the first 10 chapters of 1 Kings is, Go, Solomon! And then, yep, chapter 11 is, Whoa, Solomon! (laughs) We hate to see it. I so wish I could relate, but I just can't. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Gosh, we all have these whoa moments. And it's incredibly comforting to see God keeps his promises through our go and woe moments alike. He's faithful even when we're faithless. It's that whole covenant thing. Praise God.
So in that whole woe time in Solomon's life, like father, like son, he had an eye for the ladies. Some of these women were from pagan cultures, leading his heart astray from the one true God. And as we can imagine, God's not happy about it. And now the like father, like son tide turns. While David was known for uniting the kingdom, because of Solomon's sin, God now allows the kingdom to be divided. The northern kingdom, think ten tribes, is called Israel, while the southern kingdom, the two tribes of Judah and Benjamin, is called Judah. There are a lot of details in 1 Kings 12 through 2 Kings describing all of this, but today you get to read and hear the CSV, the Candace Standard Version. (laughs) Here we go. There were kings and chaos. Israel never had a good king again. Israel is conquered, a.k.a. destroyed by the Assyrians. For all you history buffs out there, this is around 722 B.C. About 125 years later, the Babylonians conquered Judah. The beautiful, incredible, magnificent temple which Solomon built was demolished by the Babylonians. Think Nebuchadnezzar. Yep, for all my avid VeggieTale fans, this is the bunny, the bunny, ooh. I love the bunny. And this happened around 586 BC. It's a low, dark time for God's people. The promised land has been taken from them. The temple where the word of God was held is now destroyed. Jews are in exile for 70 years, but not forever. Okay, it is not the end for our beloved Hebrews. After 70 years, Cyrus, the king of Persia, allows the Jews to build a temple in Jerusalem. So now we see some of the Jews return to Judah. Y'all, we have covered so much history together, but there are still 17 more books in the Old Testament. What are these? Don't worry, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We'll cover some of these next week. P.S. I bet you never thought of Grease the Musical in relation to the Bible before. But maybe after next week you will. May we find strength in the Word of God. May our joy for reading Scripture grow as we intentionally choose to set aside time to spend reading it each day. May our peace overflow as the Word of God reads us and changes us from the inside out. Then we will know rest this world cannot give. Remember how we said five minutes a day can change your day, your life, and even your eternity? Well, I'm sharing what I'll be reading with you this week on my website and on social. I really hope you'll join me. The Good Life. Well, it starts with a good day, then another, then another. Let's choose to live the good day one day at a time.